This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks Presents True Crime for the Short on Time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. We are still working the same recording session from Monday's episode, so we're making it work with these technology issues, but super excited. This is your short on time. You sent me this link when the story came out, and I am so excited for our listeners to hear it because it is beyond bonkers. But how are you? Are you hanging in there? You think we can make it through? Yeah, I think so. My little neon yellow line is getting thinner and thinner and fading from the bottom to the top of the screen. So I think it's really about to be done for this computer. It is a very strange dynamic that like I can see you, but you cannot see me. (laughs) So it's... It's very like like peeping Thomas kind of thing where it's just like, oh, um, I'm in the shadows. It's very weird. <laughs> I'm going to shut my, my curtain here. That just, yep. There you go. Lens uh, webcam cover. Yeah, I have Boop. one of those. Well, listen, you've got to catch a flight in roughly four hours. My flight leaves at 530 in the morning and it is 1130 at night, everybody. We got this. We are going to get through. You are short on time. I am short on time. I know our listeners are ready to get into the details. So what do you say? It's kind of become our new little slogan, but should we quit with the Gabby Gabby, get with the stabby stabby, jump into this week's short on time episode? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's do it. This case is gruesome and actually takes place in Louisiana. Now, John, I know you said that I sent you the link of it when it came out, um, but I just thought it was, this just needs to be shared. Um, So we're going to go over to the southwestern part of Louisiana in Lake Charles. Um, And this is a current case, and it just happened a little over a week ago. Did you happen to read the article that I sent you, John? I read everything that you send me. So, yes, I did read it. And I think the other thing, too, I'm not exactly sure what case it was, but I feel like we've done another case in the Lake Charles area before because it sounded really familiar. But 
Yes, I definitely read it. And I was like, this is insane. So I'm really excited for you to share with the listeners. Well, on Sunday, August 20th in the afternoon, Calcasieu Sheriff's Office received a call about a missing person, 72-year-old Sheila Ortega. Ortega's family reported that they had not heard from her in about a month. Now, while this wasn't too unusual not to hear from Ortega, this was a little longer than normal for her to go without communicating with her family. The missing persons report was filed around 3.30 p.m. that Sunday, and detectives were now on the lookout for Ortega's missing SUV. Later that evening, at around 8 p.m., 41-year-old Christopher Cater was spotted by police in Ortega's car and immediately pulled over. When he was asked about Sheila Ortega's whereabouts, he told the officer that he had driven her up to Arkansas to visit friends. He also shared with the officer that he was planning to go pick her up in a few days. And because this story seems so believable, the officer let him go. Now, on Monday, August 21st, officers located Ortega's missing SUV in the parking lot of the local mall. And when they approached the vehicle to inspect it, they found something truly shocking. 72-year-old Sheila Ortega's deceased and decaying body. Knowing he was pulled over the day before driving Ortega's car, Christopher Cater was quickly a subject to question. Police located Cater's small pickup truck at a nearby business. And when approached by the police, he said he knew why they were there. Cater told detectives that he was an acquaintance of Ortega's, and it was then that he made a terrifying admission. Cater shared that he had killed Ortega about one month prior and took out several loans in her name. He said that he didn't know what to do with his victim, so he placed her corpse in the car and drove around with her decaying body for about 30 days. Cater was arrested immediately and charged with second-degree murder, unlawful disposal of human remains, and identity theft. Now, Ortega's body has been sent for further testing, and the authorities are hoping to determine the cause of death. Christopher Cater is currently being held in the Calcasieu Correctional Center. And since this case is recent, no motive or details on Ortega and Cater's relationship have been released. And I believe his bond is still pending. Now, of course, everyone is innocent until proven guilty. But I think in this case, especially since we have a confession, it's probably pretty safe to say that he's guilty. So what do you think about this case? I kind of want to hear your thoughts about it before I kind of dive into a little bit more details. Well, I know that it's short, but it is so morbid and strange because Mm -hmm. in the timeline that you're giving me, that means that when that initial officer pulled him over and had that interaction, he was like, oh, I drove her up to Arkansas. If he really was driving around with her body in the vehicle for 30 days, that means that Sheila Ortega was in the car while he's having this conversation with the officer. And it's just such a strange thing to be like, oh, I don't know what to do with her body. So I'm just going to cruise around with her for a month. It's just so out there and bizarre. It's very strange. Yeah. And I'd almost want to see like the body cam footage of this officer when he pulled him over. Because in my mind, it's that and kind of what I've put together is that he, uh, Cater, got out of the car and had to must have had to approach this officer because there's no way that if the officer would have approached him and come to the car and he had sat in the driver's seat that the window was down that there would have not been this horrendous smell coming from the car and so there's a lot of you know talk about well if this officer would have pursued the car and asked more questions and whatnot you know they're kind of reevaluating at the sheriff's office like is this a training thing are there things that you know what do we need to do on the inside to make sure that this doesn't happen again yeah and i mean i don't necessarily know if i fault the officer you know what i mean like if he asked questions yeah. and 
you know, some people I mean, are just... The guy just, told him a story. He, he dropped her off. He was driving in her car. Yeah. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer got stopped by a cop with human remains in his backseat, too, and they let him go. It's just, I think some people are good at being deceptive or good at seeming genuine when they're not, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yes, definitely look and make sure that everything is above board, but I wouldn't necessarily be like, you missed this. Like, this is any fault of, of his, you know, I, I'm with you though. You know, I would love yeah. to see the the dash cam just to see how it went down. Yeah. Or how he was behaving, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, I feel like you watch body cam footage and like the person is standing at the hood of the police car. Now in that case, and he got out, they asked him to get out of the car, walk to his, to the police car. Sure. I can see that, but I don't think that's like a big to do, but I, I think that the police were just trying to make a point that, hey, we're trying to figure out how, you know, how can we be better to make sure that if this happens again, it doesn't happen the way that it did this time. Yeah, I mean, people are just gutsy. You know, I watched a video. I get sucked into like police interaction videos and stuff like that and uh it was from louisiana and i knew it was from louisiana because they mentioned like you know what parish are you from or whatever but yeah the cops pulled over this kid and he was driving like a dodge charger and was just talking and talking and talking and eventually like the story didn't add up he's like all right i'm gonna search the car and they popped the trunk and they found a dead body in the trunk but that cop had been sitting there talking to him for you know 25 minutes you know, so it's like if that kid just would have been a little bit better at answering questions or a little more confident, something like that, you know, he might have pulled out of there with that. Might have got away. Yeah. With that body in the trunk, you know. So it's I mean, I definitely think there is some level of mental illness for sure. If you're like, yep, just going to keep her in the car with me. You know what I mean? Use the carpool lane and you know, do whatever I need to do. Also, can you imagine like driving in that car with that? No. Like, ugh, ugh, ugh. like yeah it'd be like, awful yeah no i cannot but are you ready for a kicker i am ready for a kicker because we talked about this in text message and mm-hmm. some listeners are gonna know as soon as i said his name but this guy grew up in my part of town from south Bossier, louisiana um and he graduated from my high school um we did not go to school together um, he is closer to my sister's age. She's 41 and you know, I'm, I'm still young. Um, but like, we know the same people and like, we've been in the same vicinity and just knowing that someone from my hometown, like my little part of my hometown is capable of doing something like this. Like this just isn't just murder. This is murdering someone, committing identity fraud and riding with a corpse in your car for 30 days. This is gruesome. But I just am so shocked that someone from my little area can do something so heinous and disgusting. And I just hope that justice is served for Sheila Ortega's family. But I really hope that there's more details that come out. Like, I just need to know what their relationship was like. Like, who was Ortega to Chris Cater? And like, what the motive was behind it? Like, surely it wasn't just like, let me kill her and take out a bunch of loans and credit cards and things under her name. I feel like there's more to the story and I hope that we, you know, can can figure that out. But she obviously trusted him in some way and he knew enough about her to steal her identity. But I'm still just shocked that this can happen from someone in my hometown. Yeah. Like 
right there. Like my little side of town is small. <laughs> right. And I mean, even, you know, like, especially when you grow up in a small town, even if you don't really know somebody you know of that oh, person, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. probably run in the same circles and, you know, yeah, my friend's older brother is really good friend. Yeah. Just that's how it works. But I know yeah. what you're talking about. Cause like when we did the Michigan thrill kill, you know, that was one of those things where I was just like, this is happening across the street, across the street from street my from house. You. Yeah. And I've known this kid my entire, it's just, it's surreal when it hits so close to home like that, you know? Mine's definitely not that close to home, but it's still just bizarre to hear that someone that, you know, you've just been in the same vicinity and like, we know the same people, you know, like, I don't know, it's just bizarre, but I just can't believe that that someone from small little South Bossier City, Louisiana could commit such a terrible crime. Yeah, it is definitely out there. And like I said, it, it definitely feels like there is a, big element of mental illness involved and so it's going to be very interesting to see what we learn so i was reading one of the news uh postings i think it was on a facebook and i was just kind of reading through the comments and someone was asking like i don't think he's from lake charles and someone had replied um that he was from north louisiana and that they had spent time together at the oxford house and I had I went ahead and I Googled what the Oxford house was. And it's basically um, sober living houses. So there was definitely some sort of either drug abuse or alcoholism in his past at some point. So, I mean, there has to be an element of mental illness. You don't just kill somebody and put them in a car. But I, I'm definitely going to try to keep up to date with this. And just if, you know, it goes anywhere or things come from it and we find a motive and stuff, I'm definitely going to do updates. Yeah, I'm definitely down. I want to know more. Yeah, I just I, when I when I sent that to you, I was like, oh, my gosh. But, so where are you putting this on the deadbolt test? Uh, I mean, I think this one is going to be like a seven for me. And I'm putting it at a seven because of the fact that we know they had a relationship, right? They had to be friendly in some kind of way. So the idea that somebody you're friendly with would murder you and then be like, I'm just going to cruise. Like, let's hit the let's hit the town tonight. Let's hit the town for the next 30 nights because I don't know what to do with your body. Like, that is a terrifying thought for me. Like, that's how I would end up. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sure, you know, for Sheila Ortega's family, they're probably feeling very similar of just like, why, like, why would you do this to, you know, somebody that we love? You know, so I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's, it's the creepy factor for me that, you know, just makes your skin crawl a little bit. What about you? Where are you putting it? I'm going to go with a seven. I think I'm more shocked by the fact that this person is from where I'm from. It's just disturbing and gross. It's not so much scary to me. It's not going to make me check my locks as, you know, as much tonight, but I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand it all. Like what goes through somebody's mind that's just like, I'm just going to kill this person and put them in the car and drive around. Yeah. Well, I think there's also an element too of like our hometown. It always has this kind of like specialness to you. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's supposed to be home and sweet and kind and loving. And that's where you go to be cared about. Right. And you and, think of it fondly, I think. And then, you know, when you learn that somebody capable of committing an evil act like that comes from the same place, it's just, it's, yeah. it's shocking a little bit. You know what I mean? We're like, no, that's not my home. That's not indicative or it doesn't represent where I'm from. We are. Yeah, or who we are. Yeah. It's weird how it can get tied into your own identity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Olivia, you and I are on the same page. We are tied, giving it sevens, but we got to ask the locksmiths, 
Where does the murder of Sheila Ortega fall on your deadbolt test? You can let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram at Check the Locks Pod. Find us on Twitter at Check the Locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, what are you doing? Come hang out with us. We would love to get to know you. And as always, if you are interested in financially supporting Check the Locks, maybe helping us buy new computers, new microphones, things like that, you can do so by becoming a patron. Head over to patreon.com forward slash check the locks. Get signed up today. We got a lot of great tiers, a lot of great benefits, exclusive stickers, t-shirts, coffee mugs, all things you can only get from being a patron. Plus, you get the episodes ad free and early. So if you love check the locks, but you hate commercials, Patreon is the best way to go. So again, if you like what we do, you want to help us out, help us keep the lights on. That's patreon.com forward slash check the locks. And if you cannot financially support Check the Locks, we definitely understand. We say this every week, but just listening, hanging out with us, sharing the show with your friends and family means just as much, if not more. So if that is you, you're hanging out with us every week, you're listening, you're sharing the show with your friends and family, just know that we appreciate that more than we could ever tell you. It is all about that grassroots growth, right? You tell a friend about the podcast, they listen, they check it out, share it with other people, right? That is going to help us find more listeners help us grow our community and get in front of more people. So if that is what you're doing, just know that we appreciate you in ways that we could never put into words. That is all that we have for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to check the locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. See you next week. Sign up for Patreon. I need a new computer. Yeah. I hope. Oh, <laughs> no.